How are we doing, everybody? And welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. My name is Ryan Hebert alongside Jacob Schrader. Today, we're bringing you some esports, NFT, and crypto news, as we always do. And uh, episode 23 today, lots of fun. Big 2-3. Uh, big Let's keep it going. Let's have some fun. I'm, awesome. uh, I'm definitely excited. So before we get going here, I know we just had a wonderful EMP demonstration prior to this podcast, but Jacob, I'd love for you to just talk about EMP a little bit more before we just get started. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit yeah. more, please. Let the so people EMP, know. EMP is the amazing sponsor of our esports tournaments, of this podcast, of everything we do here at Staten Sports. Uh, EMP is a crypto staking senior ridge protocol that basically allows EMP token to track the price of Ethereum at a 4,001 ratio. There are up to 12 passive income earning opportunities on EMP money. Wow. Uh, they're doing incredibly well. Uh, if you want to check them out, if you have extra ETH, uh, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, it's shown to be an incredibly resilient and uh, forthright community, uh, and we're glad to have them as a sponsor. Thank you very much, Jake. A big shout out to EMP.money. Folks, go check out their site. Check out their protocols. I mean, so many different ways to get invested with a community, especially if you're looking to get into crypto as well. It's a great way to do it. Great way to do it. Okay. So starting off today, uh, we're starting off with esports as I as I like to do, Jacob. And the first article here I think is pretty cool. Uh, so we're starting off with efuse.gg. It's like a LinkedIn for esports, similar to uh, well, it's not a job board like Hitmarker, but it's uh, it's like a LinkedIn to, with like minded individuals. And I remember when they first launched, and you know I was like, you know what, they this could go far, this could go good. It's just that. Things like this don't always succeed, right? Mm -hmm. You just never know. Well, this one definitely has. Uh, a recent acquisition, uh, eFuse has decided to buy up esports.gg. And so this is pretty big uh, because they're going to relaunch the media's social media channels. And basically, it's going to create a whole new content section for eFuse.gg. That's what this article is talking about on Esports Insider. Pretty cool stuff. Um. But basically, back in March of 2020, esports.gg, I think, had some controversy on its TikTok. <laughs> and I think it was – oh, yeah. So this was the big thing, right? TikTok has two two types of creators. One of them are original creators. Number two are people who steal content and repost it, usually without permission of those original creators, right? So esports.gg had this huge controversy where they were just they were just taking other people's TikToks. And just re-uploading them on their platform onto TikTok. Well, so no, it's not good at all. It's horrible. First of all, go check out the Zen Sports TikTok. It's yeah, popping. Yeah, if you want organic TikToks that are amazing, you should check out the Zen Sports. Big time, big time. You, you you gotta you gotta go check out the content that we're putting out because I I I literally looked into the camera the other day and sh and thanked Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> He hasn't seen it yet, but he will. I believe in TikTok. I believe in the power of TikTok. Uh, anyway, so uh, Efuse picking up esports.gg could be pretty good for, for, I think, for both platforms overall. Um, yeah. I'm a little interested to see what the crossover is like for Efuse into esports.gg because Efuse is a site focused on getting people jobs. It's not necessarily focused on creating content or community. 
I mean, they want to, they are, you know, focused on creating a community of people to help get jobs, but it's, uh, you know, I I don't know. It's, it's, it's something. It's something. Yeah. Is eFuse, is that their main goal is, you know, it it kind of does say that getting noticed in the gaming community is hard. We make it easy by providing communities, by providing community tournaments and team openings in one place. So, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is a good analogy, right? It's kind of like a networking hub for esports. They've done a lot of stuff with content, though, right? They bought a Call of Duty League. They bought mm-hmm. the college Call of Duty League. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It, you know, esports GG, it's not a news outlet I read regularly, but it is, you know, just looking at it, they've, they've got a team of 35 uh, yeah. that just push out e- esports content, right? So maybe they're just looking for content on eFuse, right? Let's see. Do they have blogs? You know, I think they probably are just looking to add esports.dgg to eFuse. Um, maybe keep it standalone too. But well, it, you know, I think it's a good play for them. That's a pretty big domain to just own to. Esports.gg is like, I would assume is pretty oh, yeah. coveted, right? Yeah. Like that, that is a major like, that's like going onto Instagram and taking the handle Jacob. You know, that's yeah. that's what that's what that reminds me of, right? So it's 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 interesting to see, uh, and I mean, hopefully it's uh, it's beneficial to both of them, right? Maybe maybe it's going to be a great complementary relationship between the two companies, and it'll work out for them. I, I I have hopes. I have hopes. Not high hopes, but hopes. Hmm. I have hopes. Yeah, I so we'll see. We'll see. Okay, this next one is big. This next one is big because it means that I could get to see Ninja live in person, Jacob. And that's the only thing we want to see. Ninja back in action live. Okay, now this isn't a guarantee. That might have been a little white lie because the article talks about how Epic Games has announced the first in-person LAN tournament. LAN meaning in person, people are playing at a venue, not online against other people in the comfort of their own home, which is always a good time, but there are always problems to that. So if you can get those players and people to an arena, that's what they want, right? That's that's what they want to do. So it's their first land since 2019. Obviously, this is because COVID had shut down all major events for the past two and a half years. But like most companies, LAN events are returning uh, just as they did before. But many companies are taking very careful steps because the last thing they want is to have their event be labeled as like a super spreader event for any virus or sickness, right? And so like, you know, for example, the Pokemon company is taking drastic steps with vaccination status and even going as far as to still require the use of masks at events. There aren't many events that are still doing this. Like there are a lot of cons that are like, show up as you are. You don't need yeah. a mask anymore. Now, Pokemon companies like, nah, we're not taking a risk. We got kids at this event too. Uh, so they're they're making you wear a mask. So I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see how this invitational plays out. But it's really exciting to see a LAN event again because any good community knows that a local event for a video game, if it can be played in person, is always more hype than just online. Absolutely. You know, one thing I don't think we'll see Ninja in this. I think Ninja has faded quite a bit in the competitive Fortnite scene. I know. Um, it's sad. I, I, you know, I love competitive Fortnite. I wish they could make it in a way where the end games didn't have lag. Um, but it's it's a great game. I mean, Fortnite's awesome. It's so good. this will be fun. Good Duos is good. Um, this is this is awesome. I'll be actually be watching this for sure. Yeah. Um, 
I know actually TFU got back into Fortnite, but he's only playing no build. Um, Ooh, okay. So I don't know if he'll come for this, uh, but regardless, there'll be some great Fortnite players. Uh, it's cool seeing in-person events back. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'd love to see that. Uh, so who, who knows, you know? Um, that's That's what I'm going for. Okay, this next article... I wanted to put, I found it and I was like, this, this is just to prove all the haters wrong. And honestly, it proves me wrong too. When I was first brought on to Zen sports, you know, all of our games for the most part that we host are blockchain based esports games. And I was, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like dudes don't, these are not the mainstream games of esports today, but you know what? It's companies like Zen sports and people like Jacob who believe in these titles that are proving that they are the next generation of titles to keep to keep esports going. So esports.net has an article showing uh, astronomical investment growth for blockchain-based games, uh, especially crypto gaming. So for the past year or two, uh, the results of 2022 for quarter one are uh, suggesting quite the upward trend. And so the article goes into talking about uh, the, the sandbox game, for example, um, legitimizing the use of crypto. It also talks about Axie. Uh, Axie Infinity is one of those major titles right now that a lot of people are into. The only problem and setback that this article really does talk about is the fact that with crypto, with NFTs, there are scammers. There are people fishing, right, to scam people out of their money, their NFTs, their collectibles, right? So this this is the big deal with this whole thing is like even with the biggest security measures possible, uh, some of these games do not have the 100% guarantee that you're going to be safe. You know, you yeah. just never know when a hacker is going to try to do so. I mean, look at Axie. You know, last month before they dropped or maybe two months ago now, before they dropped Axie Origins, right? We remember this back in April. Yeah, They had a huge hack uh, due to one of their bridges on on their network and you know that was a big deal right before their game launched they had they delayed their game launch so that they could apologize and then recuperate uh assets to the people who had lost out it's a big deal and so yeah. i really think that you know in order for crypto gaming to keep going you got to take out this risk of getting scammed because i'm going to be honest i go and play fortnite no one is stealing the skins on my account or no one is getting my account unless they hack into it and change the password. But you know what? Two-factor authentication kind of does the trick there for the most part. Okay, yeah. Requiring a text message and then something else as well on Steam usually stops the five emails I get every single month telling me that someone has logged into my Steam account from accessing the Steam account. Yeah. Where's the yeah, two-factor for blockchain, bro? Yeah. You know, the, the Axie hack was... I mean, that wasn't any individual's fault, right? That's Sky Mavis's fault. Yeah. What happened there is they basically left a password that could get someone into five of their nine nodes and someone got into five of their nine nodes. And right, basically what allows cryptocurrency to operate is the fact that, you know, the average person is acting in good faith, right? As soon as that gets switched over, right? Cryptocurrency is incredibly uh, susceptible to hacking, right? You know, and the hacker basically got five out of the nine nodes that validate transactions on their own blockchain and basically said, you know, well, wait, there should be a withdrawal request to this address. And because they had five out of the nine nodes, they were able to push that withdrawal request through. 
Uh, and, you know, $600 million later, we still don't really have a, a solution, right? Axie hasn't come out and said anything nope. about how they're going to get this money back. Uh, they covered it up by releasing Axie Origins, which was a great plan. Um, but the hacking, it's all just the nature of how young we are in this industry, right? I guarantee you Axie is going to produce more nodes, right? And allow for more nodes, which allow for a more decentralized uh, confirmation process. Um, you know, Splinterlands just announced validator nodes. They certainly have more than nine. I think they sold 10,000 or a thousand of them on the, the first day. Yeah. Uh, I think there's 60,000 total that can be purchased, right? And nodes basically, you know, sign up to push uh, transactions through and in return, they take a percentage of the fees on, on all transactions, right? Um, you know, that's just, it's just an evolution, right? We're still so young here. You know, Axie, it was horrible what happened to Axie, but it showed a lot of people that, you know, even the big dogs, you know, with all of the security measures they probably had in place, if you don't do it perfectly and if you don't do it uh, right and, and have everything stored correctly, you're really at risk. Um, so it's great that crypto gaming is getting this um, this publicity. I also saw an article about the rise in valuation of esports orgs, right? A lot of esports orgs are up a crazy amount this year. The the lowest gaining esports org is Cloud9. They gained 8% of their valuation. And 100 Thieves gained like 138% of their valuation. Well, there's, there's right? no surprise there. We've yeah, talked about the, the rise of 100 Thieves over the past like what four four or five months now and like under thieves is cool uh they just said that they're making their own video game did you see that yeah i did they've been they've been talking about that for a while i uh kind of been waiting to see more development on it before we officially bring it on here but yeah no they're they're making their own video game they've brought on snoop dog they're collabing on merch with yeah. naruto disney i mean they're just doing it all right now, and so it's it's cool to see. Excited to see where it keeps going. Uh, speaking of brands, Prada is joining top luxury brands and Web3 with Ethereum NFTs. So they've got this cool uh, collection coming out, and they're dropping 100 Ethereum-based NFTs. Seems pretty cool, although, you know, Prada uh, aficionados... I don't know how many of them are into NFTs. You know, I, I don't know where the crossover is there, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a play to get new people into Prada, right? It's interesting. They're doing only a hundred, right? Which yeah. is great because you know, if they did too many, it would it would it wouldn't be looked at so well. No. Not um, right. So, you know, let me see, Adidas. So that they did actually do a NFT drop in the past, right? They partnered with Adidas to release the Adidas for Prada resource collection. Okay. Uh, and this has not done so well. <laughs> uh, the floor price is 0.077. Ooh, okay. Right. Um, so interesting. You know, we'll see how this goes. It looks like they're taking a different approach here. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see the utility they tie into it. I see something about buyers will receive a free airdropped NFT to go with their physical merch purchase. Mm -hmm. um, that's cool. But then, you know, what's really the incentive to buy them alone? Um, you know, who, who really knows the NFTs will refer to the drop serial number as well as a include a number associated with each physical shirt. So I'm not entirely sure if, you know, just buying the NFTs gets you a shirt or if, 
you know, you need to buy the shirt first. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. We'll see. I mean, their last project didn't do so hot, but that's not always a sign that the next one won't do better. So maybe they're learning, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's cool to see though, you know, a major company like that taking more steps into the space. Uh, I think a lot of companies are like, you know what, we need to kind of keep up the times here because if individuals can make millions, I'm sure companies are asking themselves, why can't we make millions off of this? But it's not really how it's set up. Capitalism is a centralized format of companies and government kind of working together to to build up people or to, to break people down. Whereas I, I look at the decentralization of crypto and NFTs, and yeah, there's some spots of centralization, but I don't see it as major companies trying to take advantage of people other than like, you know, Yuga Labs, who owns like some of the most popular NFT projects. But, you know, they're just a, they're a company that's literally bought up, bought up these projects, right, to own own the project, not to own all the physical NFTs. So mm-hmm. it's interesting for sure. So we'll see where this keeps going. OK, this next story is one of my favorites because we've been we've been tracking it now mm-hmm. for for a few weeks. Uh the Seth Green saga continues as it's now reported that the animated TV series that Seth Green was putting so much time and IP into from his board ape, which was named, <laughs> he named it. I, I just want to get the name right. Fred. He named his board ape Fred. And he goes, just days before he was to make, to make his world debut, He's literally kidnapped, says Seth Green. And Seth Green has made every attempt to get this NFT back from the person it was sold to. And that person is not budging. They do not care. That because person it's has a board so ape. much power. They do. But the thing is, is it's a board ape, right? You have officially been inducted into an exclusive community of people who can afford a board ape. That comes that the community and utility that comes behind a board ape. I mean, you know, who's to say what celebrities are going to hop on on a daily basis into a Discord server, right, to talk to other board ape members? But you know what? It's a statement right now to just say, "Hey, I own a board ape." So why the heck would you sell it back to Seth Green to lose that community and the uh, the value that your account now has because you have that in your wallet? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Absolutely. So, but, you know, and the fact yeah. that Seth Green has basically done all this art around this specific NFT, right? He can't just go buy another board ape and make the show around another dude. He'd have to redo all of the art. Oh yeah, big time. You no, know, it would be crazy. Um, you know, this guy has so much power over Seth Green, right? I think we said in a, in a, you know, a little bit ago that the guy basically said, no, he said, I you know I don't want to give you NFT back. That's absurd. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, why should he, you know, it's his now it's a decentralized world. Seth Green was stupid enough to get fished, right? You know, you, you kind of reap what you sow. Uh, if, if you're not going to be careful with the, you know, what's been given to you, why do you deserve it? Um, and you know, that's kind of being evidenced here. Yeah, it's sad for Seth Green, but you know what? The show's on pause now, so we'll see what he does. I mean, I'm sure a lot of money has been sunk into the show, and I mean, here we are, right? And it, it was, it probably was going to be a great use of uh, of a board ape too. I mean. It was probably going to be some fantastic utility, but uh, here we are with the 
the new owner being like, nope, not on my watch. I own this board ape, not you. Not mm-hmm. you. It um, actually probably would, would have been huge for NFTs. It uh, would. Just, it would have. You know, but you know what? A pretty big deal. Sometimes people in the community don't always want to advance the community as well. That's that's the sad truth, Jacob. This is a very sad truth. So is what it is for now. Is what it is for now. Okay. This next one I thought was pretty interesting. Board Lion Apes. Prepping for an NFT minting event. So the name itself is obviously going to garner attention and the hype being built around it. I read over this article and I I think it's just a big, it's a big hype article. Uh, But basically uh, there are some unique goals with a play to earn mechanism as like its next stopping point in, in I think sandbox or in a sandbox like game. And so uh, the project's ideology, as the article says, is preserved on the fun and interactive components of the digital ecosystem. The NFTs, which are bundled with a variety of traits, will also create a thrilling user experience in the future with a play-to-earn experience um, that kind of keeps keeps things going. And so it's 10,000 bored lion apes. That's, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll I don't see. know. This this seems like just another NFT project to me. But, I, I mean, uh, hey, it could be another rug pull for all we know, you know. Yeah, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna great. be honest. The it's not like the art for these that's been shown is not impressive. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. It's not very impressive in my opinion. But you know, that's just that's just my take. Yeah, well, the mint is in three days if you want to go through with it. No, thanks. I'm okay. I don't <laughs> need a board lions right now. I need some sportsians, though. Go check out some sportsia, folks. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Great utility. And uh, focus on community big time. I know. I, I'm, uh, I lead those efforts. So here for you. Okay. This was pretty cool. I, I would buy into one of these. Um, Goblins Town. <laughs> Goblin Town is the name of the project. Have flipped board apes in 24 hours to become the top collection just in the short period of time. Literally insane. But if you look at the art and you look at what this is all about, um, in the past day, they've recorded a record 8.5 million in sales. <laughs> you know, uh, according to Yuga Labs, uh, board ape collection, though, you know, it's only done 2.8 million in the past 24 hours. This is just, you know, a. Um, this is just, uh, you know, t- in the past day, right? This is not a long-standing. Who knows how long this will last? You know, this could be a big pump right now. Which, I mean, eight point five million is not just a big pump. It's a, it's an amazing pump if it is, uh, to have it be so high with the project floor reaching one point nine four ETH, two hundred forty four percent over the past day. I mean. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, I think the floor is even above that now. Oh, I, I, I think bet. I checked, actually checked it out this morning. This morning, uh, this Goblin Town thing—it's like a—it's crazy. I, I think these were free to mint too, right? Uh, it was basically it got basically got spurned through the whole crash of you know, uh, open sea NFTs are dying, and you know, open you know NFTs were down so much, and there were literally Twitter spaces where people were just making goblin noises for four hours straight, right? It was unbelievable. 
and you know they just developed a meme and a community followed them through it. Uh, and now it's ridiculous. I think they had 4,000 people listening to them make goblin noises for like four hours. Like they weren't talking. Their Twitter spaces was them making goblin noises, right? It was, it was absolutely absurd. Uh, I saw some funny tweets. It was like, imagine, imagine laying in bed with your wife and you just start making goblin noises for four hours straight. Oh my gosh, dude. But, uh, that's insane. Yeah. Yo, that's, that's a that's a community I'd be a part of, bro. Hondo P. I'm gonna go check him out now. Oh my gosh, goblin, goblin noises for WTF. I like how they did dot WTF. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> okay, okay, Goblin Town. Everybody, check check them out. Check them out. Keep going. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where they end up. I mean, it's definitely very creative. Very very creative. <laughs> yeah, it capitalized on on something. Yeah, they did something right. It's just, it's just, it seems like a funny meme to me. So we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cardano's ADA spikes a lot, big time. Um, this has been like the biggest crypto news in like the past twenty four hours. So Cardano's ADA, their uh, cryptocurrency, uh, leads and gains after seeing Bitcoin showing signs of bottoming out this week. So, uh, it's it seems seems like it's pretty cool i mean i don't know i you know i'm not too versed in uh ada especially cardano's stuff but hey a 25 percent spike in in crypto right now where you know most people have been like oh things have keep going downwards it's it's an interesting take that's all i gotta say yeah you know cardano's but cardano has been around for a while it was actually started by ethereum's co-founder um and need to look I, no, so so the co-founder, uh, oh, the co-founder. other guy. Gotcha. Uh, I can grab his name. Uh, his name is Charles Hoskinson. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know too much about what Cardano does. Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting that it pumped so much, right? Everything has been down like crazy. You know, actually Bitcoin or, or ETH pumped. Uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or yesterday morning. Right, ETH, ETH, ETH went down maybe four days ago, and then it pumped like crazy yesterday. Uh, so you know, I, I don't know what car- this says. You know, it says there's still trust in a lot of these coins that may not that then you know these coins that are not Ethereum and these coins that are not Bitcoin, uh, which is good to see. But I can't say what this really says uh, any more than that. Yeah, it's what it is. It's 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 a cool thing to note. I think for now. We'll see where it kind of keeps going. If it goes somewhere, this does it always. But hey, the market is volatile, so we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. Uh, we'll see where Cardano ends up, right? Well, uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Our final topic for today is a topic that is quite interesting, and I left it for last for that reason. The cloning of NFTs. I thought this was very interesting. They're called mimics. And so uh, in a era of Web3 open source code, things move very quickly and people are always looking to break like the the meta of Web3 and, and introduce new things. So basically, there's this idea that a new project allows anyone to create a copy of someone's NFT and it's called a mimic. So the way it was explained by 
uh, this this uh, creator is is like this. So the anonymous founder told uh, the Cointelegraph article uh, writer that uh, I think I just broke the NFT market, and uh, the the article writer's like, "Well, how did you do that?" And he goes, "Well, turns out there's a line of code called the token URI, or the URI that acts like a pointer to the image being displayed. As the code is public, you can redirect your own NFT to make it look like anyone else's." If you want your NFT to display any of the more popular NFTs, you got it. That means the rare, expensive cartoon image of an NFT can be cloned, not just by right-clicking and saving it onto your computer, but by creating another NFT on the blockchain using the same image that has been uploaded because it is open source, leading users to clone board apes. However, there are... Crypto lawyers that say this is a blatant re- breach of copyright and IP, which is which is completely true. But I don't know how you can go to court right now and basically say, this person stole my NFT because they did this, this, and this. But then you can argue, well, it's all open source, man. So all it's doing is just retracing your your image to mine. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is inter- this is interesting. Uh, it seems a little complicated with all the metadata code stuff. Uh, you know, basically they're saying that there's a there's a line in the code that allows you to you know turn your NFT basically into any other NFT. Uh, and I mean, this is complicated. You know, I, I I don't really understand too much about what they're trying to do here. Right? Are they trying to just allow people to? you know, create mimic, mimic NFTs, which are, you know, they're deemed mimics, right? So they, they're like kind of authenticated copies, right? In a sense. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it is more complex though. This, this article definitely goes in deep uh, into the, the code of the, of, of all of this. And uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine, uh, I mean, the art. Basically, the founder of this project has, you know, basically convinced the writer of this of this article that this is not a scam, but rather a playful aesthetic and hacker ethic of Web three culture. It's a lighthearted hack with serious implications. That's what the writer of the article is suggesting about this project mimics, and I I agree. I mean, just from a light glance on what we've read and what we've heard so far, you know, on the other hand though, let, let, let me point this out there for real world physical items, right? You know, how many times have museums created a copy of an original piece of artwork to put on display? And, you know, they make people think, Oh, that's the real like painting right there. But in actuality, Many times the paintings are so delicate and that if you were to have the fluorescent lights and pure daylight of today resting on these photos in these museums, a lot of those canvases could not take the modern day fading. And so sometimes they'll go to restoration or sometimes if the works are old enough and they're really priceless, they make a copy. So it is not without reason to say that Mimics is just another way of cloning work in real life 
because there are professional artists today whose jobs are to literally redo and copy what a previous artist did down to the brushstroke or pencil mark of, of a physical image. And that's the other thing too. Mimics right now only have the capability to copy an image. There's no capability for copying music, movies, and other types of media. So this is an extremely niche way of getting in uh, to copy another form of art. It just so happens, though, that we, we're we kind of in like a big avatar and a T phase right now where everyone wants an avatar because – it's like, hey, look at me. This is how I represent me. I have my NFT avatar, which I think is a little it's a little BS, right? Because NFTs are all, you know, algorithmic algorithmically generated anyways for the most part. So, how can a algorithmically created NFT truly represent you if you're just getting a piece of random crap because a computer says you're number 9564 out of 10,000? Like that's yeah. that's the thing for me that I think is hilarious. It's like, yo, check out my board ape. I feel like this is totally me. It's like, bro, you just got a board ape with a cigar and a pair of nice sunglasses just given to you because that's what was generated. You didn't choose those attributes and you know descriptive features, yeah. right? And so that's the thing about the avatar avatar thing right now. It's just a flex, and for mimics to be able to clone a flex and show that off. Some people are going to believe it, right? It's like my, my favorite thing you is going onto eBay um, and uh, for like Pokemon cards, right? When you're buying uh, like a promo box for Pokemon cards, usually there's like a larger card uh, that like you can, you know, that they put in there that is not the size of a regular Pokemon card, right? And so people on eBay will sometimes sell the larger cards stating that they're regular size cards. And if you don't read the description close enough, all of a sudden you end up with a piece of mail that is five or six times the size of a regular Pokemon card. And you're like, what the hell? What is this? And it's like, oh, you didn't read the description hard enough. This isn't the real card. It's just a a bigger copy. You know, maybe they would realize that the shipping cost is like $12. But uh, you know, you never know. It's That's hilarious. It was it was really interesting what you said about the artwork being copied as well. I did not realize that was a thing. Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah, it, professional artwork. It has to be redone. It has to be copied, or else how do those techniques? How do how do those pieces live on if other artists are not willing to to copy them? Right? Copyright laws were invented during the Industrial Revolution for a reason. Right, because the printing press comes out, and all of a sudden, it's easier than ever to copy a book. Right, and so the same thing is done with art. Imitation is always done all of the time, and mm-hmm. so there, like I said, there are people whose professions are to literally copy stroke for stroke, pencil line for pencil line, uh, of of the most famous art in history, just so that there are recreations and clones in case something were to happen to the original. Wow. It's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's it's insane how how the art world art world works, right? And you know, I don't have an advanced view of the art world, but I I have studied enough uh about art in museums and have friends who are artists and such that have talked about this that like, yeah, there's a profession in being a professional copier. That's crazy. You know? I mean, if you can paint like Vincent van Gogh, hmm. why would you not be flexing that? You know what I mean? Like if you can do Starry Night, like as good as Vincent did, 
someone yeah. may want to buy your copy. And that's I feel weird. like that's pro it's probably been done, right? I'm just going mm -hmm. out on the limb here. It's probably been done. Is it allowed? Uh, probably not. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not here to make that call, okay? We're here to discuss esports, NFTs, and crypto. Not whether or not it should be legal to resell Starry Night that you had repainted with your inspiration because you decided the color of the moon red instead of white. That's up to you. That's up to you. Anyways, that's all we got time for today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Jacob and I always love hosting this, always love doing the live stream as well. Uh, big shout out to everyone watching us live and a big shout out to all of you who uh, are taking the time to watch this VOD, this video, or take a listen to us over Spotify and the other sound-based platforms. Thank you again for tuning in. Let us know on uh, YouTube or Twitter, anywhere else, Discord, that sort of thing, what you'd like to hear next in the comments below. Give us a like, subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. We are posting eSport tournaments every single week. We host them every single weekend. Our sponsor, emp.money is doing better than ever and if you're looking to get some financial gain over uh, over these next few months uh, emp.money is the place to be with a fantastic community to be behind you and me thank you so much for tuning in today until next time folks we out